Hello, and welcome to the Homes for Hope podcast. My name is Drake Coultry, and I'm the Western U.S. representative for Homes for Hope and your host today. If you're not aware, Homes for Hope is a building industry response to global poverty. Since our founding in 1998, we have expanded our mission to serve in over 20 countries and have had the privilege of investing over $1.5 billion in the dreams of underserved men and women through microenterprise development. And today on our show, I'm pleased to say we have the one and only Mike Regina, co-founder of Big Sky Enterprises. Mike, welcome to the show. Drake, thank you so much for having me, brother. I am so stoked to be here. Listeners, I have to say, when Mike says he is stoked, I truly believe he is stoked. The enthusiasm is high today, and I think y'all are all in for a wonderful, wonderful podcast. Um, Mike, can you share a little bit with the listeners about what your experience in the construction industry has been like and how long you've been involved in it? Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I grew up in the business. Uh, My dad was a builder and developer, so I kind of, you know, experienced that all kind of through my childhood. And then in high school, my senior year, I got involved in concrete. So that's kind of where I cut my teeth in the construction industry. So been doing it for over 30 years. I know I don't look it, but, you know, been doing it over for 30 years now. It's a great industry and uh, met a lot of great people, too, as well. So it's fascinating, Mike. Uh, I didn't I didn't tee you up for this one, but it's a constant thing that I hear when I have people on this podcast. They had much more fascinating high school jobs than I. I was just a, a lifeguard. How did you get involved in concrete in high school? Absolutely. So my dad, as I shared, you know, grew up in the industry, was a you know developer and a builder. In the early '90s, the market kind of took a took a tank. And my dad went back to where he started was in concrete. So he started up a concrete company again. And like I said, this is my senior year in high school. And because he was doing that, he's like, Mike, you know, this is where you're going to get started. You're going to cut your teeth in this. So in the summers, I did that, you know, all throughout college. And honestly, I truly believe that concrete is the best industry for anyone to get involved in, especially when they're younger, because it teaches you so many principles in life. The thing I love the most about concrete is that you only get one chance. You can't come back. You can't quit in the middle of it. You have to finish. Otherwise, you got to come back the next day, break it up, do it again. So, so many great life lessons that came from being in the concrete industry. Okay, that's the episode for the day. Cut, three minutes. Just kidding, just kidding. That was, that was some some interesting content there, Mike. Fascinating. Um, well, with that, I know uh, you you may have come to talk about concrete today, but I wanted to open up the floor for you to share uh, what exactly you think the building industry should be keeping uh, front of mind at, at this point in time. So take it away, Mike. Absolutely. Again, thank you so much for having me, Drake. I'm, I'm just excited to be here. And hopefully whatever I share today, you know, resonates with you or just some little nugget that you can take with you. But I think, you know, the building industry and really all businesses for that matter are experiencing numerous challenges. You know, labor costs are high. Costs just in general are high for supplies, leadership failures. Um, You know, there's supply chain challenges, impact from COVID and so on and so on. I can go on forever, but none of them are new. But maybe to some of the people that are listening to this that are new in business, let's just say over the past 10 years, maybe they are. Um, 
kind of talked a little bit about this earlier, but next week, the company that my brother and I founded, Big Sky Enterprises, we're celebrating 20 years. Oh my gosh, just I can't believe it. The time is absolutely flown by and it is amazing that that is happening. But none of that is possible without the grace of God because we've been up, we've been down, we've been right, we've been wrong, but at the end of the day, God has maintained us. So I touched on earlier some of the challenges that the building industry is experiencing, but today I want to focus on labor, I want to focus on leadership, and I want to focus on why God has to be at the center of your business. So many years ago, I attended a conference and the speaker shared something that has impacted me since that time. He said, the Chinese define the word crisis as an opportunity. And since then, I've taken that philosophy to wherever I go. So be encouraged. If you're dealing with a crisis today, just recognize that that is an opportunity to improve, to pioneer, to create, to dream, to set yourself apart. Um, in 08, I, I just, you know, really, really impacted the construction industry. Some of you uh, might know, some of you, maybe you weren't around during that time because there was little to no jobs in the industry at the time. So people either left the country or, you know, they went into other industries. So fast forward to the COVID times, and labor challenges grew exponentially because people are told to stay home, you'll get money from the government and so on. I mean, it really created a culture of entitlement and honestly, a little bit of laziness, or I should say a lot of laziness. Now, of course, that's not everyone, but it's real and it's impacting our industry. So companies should be focusing on investing in their team making sure that they have an environment where they can flourish, where they can meet their goals professionally, personally. And I love what Richard Branson said many years ago to one of his leaders who said, Richard, what if we train these people and they leave? And his response is absolutely epic. He says, well, what if we train them and they stay? So I just want to encourage you to just pour into your team, teach, Give them all the tools to be successful. Number two, leadership is needed more today than ever because that is what is missing in so many aspects of our businesses and honestly society for that matter. It's imperative that if you're going to have a successful business, you must be a leader that is confident, that is consistent, and with character. So your goal should be to duplicate those you lead. Give them the tools to be successful because if they're successful, guess who's going to be successful? You are. So be a student every day and listen to ideas that your team has because they see things that you don't. And at the end of the day, flexibility wins. So lastly, I want to uh, wrap this up. Place God in the center of your business. I, I shared earlier that we we're celebrating 20 years in business. And during that time, my brother and I have not had one argument, not one in 20 years, a difference of opinion. Sure. But never to the point where an argument broke out because it's not about us, but about serving God in a way that honors him. We never focused on money. Why? Because 
it's not about what we made, but serving God in a way that honors him. And guess what came with that? The money. The money came. So putting God at the center of your business, listen, it aligns the business. It aligns your people. It aligns your, your, your clients. It aligns your communities and how you approach every situation. So if you haven't been doing that for quite some time, or maybe you've never done it, give it a shot and see how God honors you. So everything that I just shared, none of it was easy, but I can tell you this, it was worth it. Mike, that mic drop right there. That was, that was lovely. Um, I do have a couple follow-up questions for you on that. Sure. Uh, I don't know. There's just a lot, a lot I'm chewing on right there, but um, I, I really appreciated at the end how you were saying to to put God at the center of of all the work. And and where where this podcast reaches people all across the nation, different backgrounds, different environments. Um, and so if that's something they're not familiar with, maybe, maybe they don't even go to church, or maybe they're they're cool with putting God at the center at a church service on Sunday morning, but maybe not in the boardroom on Monday morning. Um, what is one practical step that you would advise uh, someone to really bring Christ into their company? Honestly, you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. If if you're concerned about sharing Christ or being a Christ follower in your business, guess what? Just go talk about it. It's just like anything. I mean, you don't get better at something by not doing anything. You get better at something by doing it over and over again. Are you going to make mistakes? Uh, yeah. I mean, anytime you're doing something different, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to say the wrong thing. You're going to do the wrong thing. Guess what? I mean, we are on display at all times. And at the end of the day, we are really the Bible, the only Bible that many people read. So make sure that it's a good story. We are the only Bible that some people read. Wow, that is that is profound right there. Um, well, Mike, I, I appreciate how on the front end you said that you have 20 years uh, of history and y'all are about to be celebrating your 20th year. And I know you mentioned how you kind of grew up in the, the building industry environment with the work that, that your dad did and things like that. Um, I'm curious if you can give an example of what it has uh, looked like to invest in your team, or if you've kind of given that advice to someone before and a great example of someone else investing in their team. Um, because I know uh, leaders hear that a lot, but sometimes they need a practical example to help uh, get get things going. Um, even if it's something little, what does it look like to invest in your team? Sure. I mean, uh, honestly, I mean, investing in your team, there's, there's a lot of things. I mean, it's not easy, right? It takes time. I, but the more time that you put in, you know, the better the return is going to be on the other end. So if you put little in, well, guess what? You're going to get little out. If you put a lot in, you're going to get a lot out. Now, obviously, anytime that you're hiring for someone, I mean, you need to make sure that one, that they have obviously the ability to do it. They have to be a problem solver, right? And they have to be accountable to their actions. So if they know that and recognize that, and you give them all the tools to be successful, whatever that may be, whether it's an ear to hear, uh, you know, being vulnerable, um, you know, and just really giving them, hey, look, I, I, I know where you're doing and I know where you're looking to do, but here's a better way. Um, mm -hmm. So it, it's just honestly, it's it's just pouring into them, you know, uh, even even just, you know, giving them books to read uh, too as well. 
you know, uh, leaders are readers, but not all readers are leaders. But it's it's important to make sure that you are just constantly investing in them. Because look, at the end of the day, you know this. If I if someone invests in you, what what is it that you want to do for them? Right? Mm-hmm. You want you want to give reciprocity. Well, guess what? That is what's going to happen in your business. So the more you put in, the more you're going to get out. So good. So good. And you mentioned uh, leadership's being confident, consistent, and uh, of character. And so uh, I don't really have a question about that, but I wrote that down and I just want listeners to to be mindful of that. Uh, it's great alliteration. You can't, you can't forget it. So it all starts with C. So that's great. But uh, speaking of investing, that's a great uh, kind of segue transition um, for us. Um, Homes for Hope, for the listeners that you don't know, is is all about investing in the dreams of men and women around the world. Um, we don't believe poverty is just a financial thing, but it is spiritual, it is emotional, um, and it just hits different levels. Therefore, you can't just throw money at it. But what Homes for Hope does is partners with the building industry to raise capital that we can then distribute as microloans in these developing countries to invest in these men and women uh, to help them rise up out of poverty. And as I said, it's not just a financial thing. So we also give them biblical-based business training, and they get to connect with the men and women in their community. Um, And we've really seen a, a flourishing through these uh, repayments of loans, around 98% repayments. So seeing that these men and women are saying, hey, we don't need you to throw uh, money at us. We don't need you to throw goods at us. We are talented. We just need a little bit of a, uh, a hand up to help um, with our business endeavors so that we can invest in our families and our community. Um, so with that, it's, it should be understood. We do not believe in a self-made man. We believe that everyone has had someone invest in them. And so, Mike, uh, I would love to know while I have you today, who is it either personally or professionally that helped invest in you to get where you are today? Yeah, I mean, that, that's a great question. And there's so many people, Drake, that I can say, hey, I am where I am today because of someone investing in me. But I'm going to do two people. Uh, you know, number one, my mom, obviously, uh, you know, my mom just, you know, completely committed, you know, to me. My, my parents were divorced when, at a young age. They did an amazing job in, in both staying engaged, connected, loving on us, disciplining us. And, and making sure, you know, that we got the tools to be successful in life. And I think my mom did that in a way of teaching on commitment, showing commitment, doing all the things that were challenging. I know that when I, you know, I've coached all my kids in sports. And I remember one time I was driving to my son's game uh, that I was coaching. And I said, Mom, I'm driving a half hour. And I'm like complaining to myself because of just the amount of time this is all taking and whatnot and the inconvenience that I'm having. You drove hours, uh, you know, to go to hockey games, to take me to hockey practice and whatnot. And not once did I feel that you were ever complaining. So I just want to thank you for that. So my mom showed me what it means to be, you know, committed to, to love, you know, your kids regardless. And to, to not be a complainer, but just someone that's willing to just love on people because, I you know, she's leaving a legacy. And then my father, uh, an amazing man who is a, a teacher and a coach and, and someone who poured so much time and effort into me, into being an entrepreneur, into being a man, into being a competitor, into being everything that I needed to be to be successful in life as a husband, as, you know, a, a father, and also, you know, t- 
teaching me how to fish. I, I think that's so important too. He was one of those. I, I don't want to give you a fish, Mike. I want to teach you how to fish because I can give you a fish. You're going to eat for a day. I teach you how to fish. You're going to eat for the rest of your life. So I'm so grateful that my dad did that. I mean, I, I can't imagine the amount of time that my dad poured into me that I'm going to be doing the same thing. I said, if I commit half the time that my dad did to my kids, my kids will be successful. Hmm. I, I love that. I have a, my wife and I have a 17 month old, so I can very much uh, appreciate hearing that fatherly wisdom. Um, and, and with that, what, uh, what does that look like as a dad? I know you, I know you already gave one example of, of driving your children to sports. Um, but what does it look like in, in moments that you have a lot of business adventures where you're tired and it's been a long day and like, you've had to get a lot done. What does it look like to say, no, like I'm, when I get home, I'm, I'm committing as a husband and I'm committing as a father. Um, can you give me some examples of that? Yeah, I mean, you know what? You got to set yourself up, right? You got to create that routine. So, you know, one of the things for me was, hey, guess what? How am I going to stay engaged? How am I going to stay energized? I'm going to coach. I'm going to be involved in my kids. I'm not going to be someone that's sitting on the sidelines complaining. I'm going to be someone that's in there that's being the solution, right? Mm -hmm. So it's investing in my kids. It's by getting involved. It's just raising my hand no matter what. And, and then, you know, setting aside time. You know, you want to talk about, you know, about being a husband, you know, to my wife, it's, you know, it's, it's creating opportunities on date nights, like never stop dating your wife, regardless, you know, don't make everything life just about the kids, right? If we're going to be an example to our kids and the next generation of what a marriage should look like, well, it just should, we shouldn't be parents and it's just our whole life is dedicated to our kids because that's not the case. If we're going to be truly dedicated to our kids, we're going to show them through our marriage what dedication to our kids looks like by being an example of what a husband and a wife should look like. Yeah, that's so good. And I love how you said your mom, uh, she, she showed commitment, but she also, uh, wasn't complaining. Um, and I think, I think that's huge. I think, uh, as parents, as spouses, there can all be, there can be multiple times where we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. We might just not have the best attitude while doing it. Um, did you, did you learn anything from your mother or have you just learned any, uh, skills over the years to kind of check your attitude in that moment? Do you ever kind of have to check your heart posture of like, hey, I might be coaching this, but I don't really want to be coaching this and I don't have the best attitude while I'm coaching. And maybe it's not coaching, but something else where you're trying to invest, but you have to check your attitude. Absolutely. I mean, look, we're all going to fail, right? Every day. And I I failed many times with, uh, with my three kids and, you know, coming home and I'm putting all the focus on myself saying, hey, I'm tired. I did this. I did that. And Someone asks a question and maybe I'm a little bit on the short side with it. And I remember, guess what? My mom was never short. She was never short. Not, not when it came to just, you know, having a conversation, being available. Now, if I needed discipline action, disciplinary action, yep, she had no problem delivering that. And I'm so grateful that she did because you know what? It, it made me who I am today and it kept me in line. But I, I think it's, those are the challenges, right? It's, we have if we have not only the attitude of gratitude, but the mindset of it's not about me, mm. then guess what? We're, we're going to be more intentional when we get home. We're, we're going to set ourselves up to be successful and, and to have that regimen, whatever that may be. Dinner, right? 
come home. I mean, one thing that we've done as a family over the you know years and years, 21 years now of having kids, is we always would eat dinner together. I mean, it's just those things are so important. So sitting at the table together, hearing things that are going on or doing things together, you know, whatever that may be, depending on, you know, where the kids are, you know, in their in their lives and, and their ages. So good. So good. Well, Mike, um, man, just so much, so many knowledge bombs throughout the course of this podcast. Listeners, I hope you were able to to glean as as much wisdom as I was. Uh, but before we let Mike go, Mike, there was a, a master class that you kind of wanted to share with the listeners, right? Yeah, absolutely. So um, as as you touched on, um, you know, I've been fortunate and blessed uh, to have multiple businesses. And one of the things that I love to do is to pour into people, to inspire, to teach, to motivate, and, and to give them a plan to allow them to be successful, kind of like teach them how to fish. So I'm getting ready to launch a masterclass called the Opposite Entrepreneur Masterclass over the next couple months. So please be on the lookout, go to my website, mikeregina.io again mikeregina.io uh follow me on the opposite entrepreneur uh connect with me on linkedin i would love to be able to to meet with you to hear from you to answer any questions that you may have but looking forward to inspiring people of for generations to come through the opposite entrepreneur masterclass Hey, perfect. And we will throw uh, the links to all of that in the episode notes so people can get to it quickly. And uh, listeners, y'all, if you've enjoyed this short time with Mike, I think you're going to love the masterclass. Um, but yeah, so thanks again, everyone, for joining us today for today's episode of the Homes for Hope podcast. I hope you found it as insightful as I did uh, and are encouraged to invest in those around you. Until next time. 